Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to Flatbush B. Now they got heat on their feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the streets, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing Any of the relationships that y'all changing We rearranging, making the shame shift Giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift Rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift Cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift All on Yeshua man, the rest is manure man I'm dying daily so I rise up a purer man Pressing B daily so my sins looking fewer man Washing the blood so my sins down the sewer man yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be uh, Yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen I am your host, Tim Ross Listen, I hit that I hit that like the like the um like the football announcers when they do goal. It's like the best thing in the whole wide world is when you're watching football and then somebody hits that goal and then they just hold they just elongate the goal as long as they want. It's like the most beautiful thing ever. Welcome to the basement. I love you guys so much to all my dwellers. Stand up, sit down, lay down, dance, roll around, whatever you're doing. I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful that you're here. It is Monday, fun day. This is what we do on Mondays. And so um, I'm so grateful to be with you. We had a good weekend. I hope you had a good weekend as well. And we are back like we never left. And so uh, shout out to everybody. Where y'all at? Uh, I want to give a special shout out to Skylar Ward. Her mommy and her sister are in the basement with her. And so I want to say hi, Skylar. I want to say hi, Skylar's sister. I want to say hi, Skylar's mommy. Thank you guys for thank you guys for coming down to the basement. I love you guys. And um uh not only are we live and direct so we can bring it to your neck on uh YouTube, but we are live on TikTok as well. Aha. Shout out to all the people on TikTok live right now that are watching. I love you guys. And so uh if you see my cam if you see my camera angle view here, bang. Okay, that's YouTube. But if I go here, bang, then I'm on TikTok. But then if I go back here, bang, then I'm on YouTube. But if I go back here, bang, then I'm on TikTok. People are saying and I so, look like Eminem and people wow, are saying wow. I look y'all, like y'all just playing stuff in the middle of y'all just playing stuff while I'm talking. For real. You guys yeah, this is what y'all doing. Y'all just gonna look up other uh YouTube channels and start surfing right now while I'm while I'm talking about different things. Okay. That's fine. So you guys you guys don't even wanna be the, my producers don't even want to be on the show right this now. This is the second embarrassment of the week. I'm very sorry. <laughs> my producers are like, hey, we started the live for Tim. Let's go watch Corey Kenshin. Very sorry. That's what's happening right now. They're so deathly bored no, of no, what's no, going like, on here. Like Leanne, uh, Leanne just fired y'all. <laughs> Leanne fired y'all so quick. <laughs> Lord.
have mercy. Leanne just. Sorry, sorry. Leanne had no grace. Leanne was like, they're fired. Or apologetic. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's they're fired and they're fired now. Can I have a job again, boss? Um, we fill out an application. We're gonna need you to fill out another application. I need to know your qualifications. Is that bside.com? Uh, and it need, it need, I need to see your qualifications, and uh, it can't have anything to do with the basement for the last two years. Anything, anything about housekeeping? <laughs> I can clean, I can cook, I do nails. And, uh, uh, I love my team. We are um, uh, we are out here. Um, we had a great, w- w- listen, the weekend was really good. Um, thank you all so much for praying for my dad. Um, and keep praying for my dad. Um, the weekend was really good. Um, yesterday I did something that I have not done before. I've never done it before. Um I was I was with uh, my daddy watching the Super Bowl, and I just decided to open up Threads and do live commentary on all the commercials and the Super Bowl. But you know, it was like a defensive battle back and forth until the end, fourth quarter. Then it went to overtime. Kansas City Chiefs won, and so if you're a KC fan, yay you. If you're a 49ers fan, heartbreak. Um, y'all almost did it. But, man, I, I literally, one of my threads was, I think this game is going to come out, come down to whoever has the ball last. And guess what? With three seconds left, Patrick Mahomes decided to do Patrick Mahomes things. And they won. And it's a wrap. And the Kansas City Chiefs are champions three times in five years. What are we, what are we even talking about, okay? Uh, uh, Leanne said, Timmy, uh, uh, scroll up a little, scroll up a little bit. Uh, uh, Leanne said, um, Tim's commentary was better than the game and the commercials for real. <laughs> That's really funny. So I just decided to do, I just decided to do it in, in, in real time. And, um, uh, why don't we recap that right now? Why don't we just recap what I, what I did? Let's just go through some of the, some, some of the. For those that missed it, I know I know y'all don't even care about this, but I don't care. Okay, this this is how we're starting off today. Okay, so my first one, my first post was Super Bowl comments only, and this is like this is like right after coin toss, like when the commercials like now it's we're getting into seven million dollar for a thirty second ad territory, right? So so my first my first comment, my first comments I should say. Uh, uh, was lift every voice and sing was sung. Racists didn't see it though, because there was a whole bunch of there was a whole bunch of people that were so mad that lift every voice and sing was going to be sung at the Super Bowl, aka the Black National Anthem. There were so many people that were so upset about that that they said that they were boycotting the Super Bowl. So my first comment was lift every voice and sing was sung. Racists didn't see it though. So if you know a racist. Please tell them who won the game today because they did something else yesterday. All because some black people sung Lift Every Voice. <laughs> they boycotted the whole Super Bowl. Like, they didn't boycott that moment. I'm not watching the whole Super Bowl. I don't know why all I have, for me, my character act outs for racists all sound like that. I know there are some racists that are, that are not like country draw, but like the stereotypical, like, the, the the real zeitgeist of a racist to me talks like this. So I, I, I boycotted that whole Super Bowl, and I'll tell you why. 
because they let them niggers sing that song. They let the, this is America now. This is America. And since this is America, I do not, I take exception to them allowing, there's not two national anthems. I don't understand why people don't understand this. There are not two national anthems. There's one national anthem. There's not a black national anthem and a white national anthem. There's one national anthem. And it's the national anthem. It's not the black national anthem. We're already lifting our voices and singing. We're singing the national anthem. For you to sing another national anthem is not the national anthem that we want to sing. So since y'all are singing another national anthem, guess what? I'm boycotting the I'm boycotting the whole I'm not watching the Super Bowl. Now, I did watch the Pro Bowl, and I did watch the playoffs, and did watch all 16, 17 games that went in the regular season. But I only watched those games because they did not play the Black National Anthem. Since they're going to take four minutes of my life and try to play the Black National Anthem. Oh, I, hold on, hold on. Let me Let me clear my thoughts, okay? I don't want to talk about the National Anthem I did not want those niggers singing the national anthem. Now, it's different to watch those niggers run that ball because we need those niggers to do that. But I don't want those niggers singing the national anthem. This is and, and, <laughs> and we're demonetized. <laughs> Dude, it, I, I, I want to talk about the fact, I want to talk about the hypocrisy. It's the hypocrisy for me. 85% of these teams got black people on it. You've watched them all year. And now you're going to boycott the Super Bowl because they let some black people sing, lift every voice and sing before you watch some black people run the ball? Lord, have mercy on my soul. Uh, Post Malone did uh, God Bless America with, a, with an acoustic guitar. Beautiful. And that was, that was, that was what he did. Amen. With the Cowboys uh, coat on. Yeah. The yeah. only Cowboys that could ever make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. Sorry. There's, sorry. Some, there's some strays that just got ricocheted off of the Cowboys. Reba, Reba singing the national anthem. All white people, not all white people, all races should have came back. Because Reba redeemed them. Amen. Reba, I, and listen, I love Reba. Shout out CMT. Okay. The first, the first commercial that I saw that was brilliant was the NFL ticket spot with the Ravens and the Eagles. That was, if y'all didn't see that spot, that spot was absolutely amazing. Um, so that, that's my, that, that, those are my first comments. And then I went on, uh, the, the re Wicked will release on Thanksgiving instead of Halloween. Okay, so, so the Wicked trailer looked amazing. I did not even make the connection. I had some comments later that I got clarification on. I did not make the connection that this was based on the musical, Wicked the Musical. So I thought some things that, uh, and I'll say what those are in a minute. My next one was, uh, have y'all really watched these apes so much that they can keep making these movies? So the fact that Planet of the Apes is still being made, I did not know there was such a market for people to watch these monkeys. I, I just didn't see that coming so that was weird um he loves us movement had a foot washing commercial that was absolutely spectacular mm. like it was you know jesus didn't wasn't about hate you know it was it the foot washing 
commercial was absolutely amazing. The last frame of that foot washing commercial was like either a priest or a clergy person watching the feet, washing the feet of someone from the LGBTQIA plus community. And it was spectacular. And I know for a fact that a bunch of fundamentalist conservative Christians had aneurysms at that very moment. They just had full on seizures and died. Um, uh, they probably started foaming at the mouth like they had 14 Alka-Seltzer tablets in their mouth right then and there because they, they can't handle stuff like that. I thought it was brilliant, all right? Um, uh, my, ne my next thread was the moment I saw foot washing, I said, this is a Jesus commercial. If you're going to spend $7 million for a Super Bowl ad, make it like this. Then I put, your move, mega church. Let's see how y'all do Easter this year. <laughs> So, um, so we had some good comments on that. Uh, and then, and then somebody wrote, uh, every mega church doesn't fit the box y'all try to put them in. And once again, you know, you can make a, you can note to note to everybody that posts anything that has anything to do with an opinion or a side, somebody's always going to try to bring up the other side. And that's not even what you were talking about. Right. So I usually, I was in a festive mood. I usually don't write back to people. But I wrote back to that person and said, uh, uh, if the shoe doesn't fit it, uh, if the shoe don't fit, they don't have to wear it. To which they responded, then let's try to refrain from generalizing all the way around. Stop playing. Like, people just, ooh, people can't, people can't help themselves. So uh, I, I, th I thought for all them people that got the money to keep making those Super Bowl ads for Jesus, salute. Somebody wrote, like, there was better uses for that $7 million. I'm, I'm sure there were. There's better uses for somebody buying a, a private plane. There's better uses for somebody that's buying 200 acres of land and living in a 23,000-square-foot 23, house and never seeing 192 acres of their land. I don't – right? We can, we can make an argument for anything. Uh, I was talking about this thing, and it was great. Um, the next thread. Uh, the punter for San Francisco is from Perth, Western Australia. A part of me now is rooting for the 49ers. That's just because I love Australia. It's my second home. And as soon as I heard that dude was from Perth, which is my favorite city in all of Australia, no hate to the east coast of Australia, um, but Perth, Western Australia, that, that city is my, my spirit city, and that's where I belong. Um, the Kawasaki Ridge, <laughs> a.k.a. the mullet mobile, that's what I called it because they had a good play on mullets. That was a good commercial. Um, then Popeye's announced that they now do wings. And, and, and um, Kim, the comedian that was in, uh, uh, I think, the, uh, the Bachelor movies, or no, the Vegas movies, I can't remember, Kim something? Nathan, what's the dude's name that, that was on The Mask, the judge? Uh, the, uh, the Asian judge. Oh, uh, Ken Jeong. Uh, yeah. Ken Jeong. Ken Jung, yeah. So, so he they used him to announce that Popeyes now does wings, and my response was, so that black lady couldn't have told us Popeyes has wings. <gasps> like, where's the love that chicken from Pop? Like, where's that black lady that does all? She couldn't tell us they had wings. And then Chris Chris Pratt now looks like the Pringle guy. So then my thread on that was Crit Chris Prattgles instead of Pringles. And then the next one, uh, Messi had a dope commercial. And my, my response to that Messi commercial was, in a Messi commercial, Dan calls himself the man. 
So Dan Marino had a little cameo in the Messi commercial. And I thought uh, that was interesting. Uh, the I think it, there was a BMW commercial with um, Christopher Walken. Brilliant. That was a brilliant commercial. Um, and uh, Christopher Walken's a legend, so I loved it. Uh, <laughs> the 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 State Farm the the State Farm commercial with Arnold Schwarzenegger saying neighbor instead of neighbor, and then at the end bringing in Danny DeVito. It was too. It was too perfect. It was too perfect. Cause they they did the movie Twins together way back in the day. So, so let's just let's just and I and I think I have a thread on this later. But Gen X is in full control of marketing now. We, baby boomers are out. Gen is we are clearly the new baby boomers, right? <laughs> like so so everything is references to us. Uh, Starry the the soda Starry. Um, my my thread on that was Starry trying to make y'all cheat on Sprite, cause it it just it just is it what are we doing and then uh somebody had a great uh a great uh response to it. they said or make the relationship polygamous so now starry wants you to have sprite and starry but starry starry looks just like sprite what do we even don't like what are we talking about it makes no sense from me i think it was mid you thought you thought it was a mid commercial? No, 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 no. I think the drink was mid. Okay. I had it. I okay. tried it. Okay. Well, yeah, I wanted to test that theory uh, that Star was actually better than Sprite. It is not. It is not, but it's more colorful. It is. That is the Sprite competitor, though, right? Because Pepsi owns Starry and Coke owns Coca Cola owns Sprite. It's, it's just. It's just. I mean, they they're not even trying to like be subtle, though. Uh huh. I mean, it is yellow and it is green. We are ripping it, it is Sprite. lemons and limes. Uh, we yeah. are going straight at Sprite. Amen. And no, we're not doing it. Um, the, uh, nerds came out with gummy clusters. It's it's a gummy with clusters around it. I love it. it. Oh, very good. Very I good. love very it. They're delicious. so good. Amen. Okay. I literally snack on those. I gave it a thumbs <laughs> down. And then the Tina Fey commercial, I gave it a thumbs up. And then Homes.com with Wayne in the classroom. Eh. Eh. It was... It was uh, so so um, then this is before I had context on what Wicked was because of the subtleties in the in the in the commercial that I saw. I put uh, anybody else think Dorothy and Wicked might be a couple. It comes out on Thanksgiving. That day is for revisionist history and family thoughts. So I thought maybe they were going to try to like gay up uh, the the story. But they but they told me that the two witches were friends and they were really close and. And, and it's based off the musical, so I'm so um, I'm so grateful. Some people came to the rescue and and told me it was beautiful and all this kind of stuff. So great, but I just you know what I'm saying? It's 2024. You got to check, huh? You got to check, cause they love to use a black woman uh-huh. for them for them samey relationships. You know what I'm saying? So they can try to. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. You know what I mean? I might be writing new verbiage. You're an innovator, bro. That's you coined that. Hey, they they be trying to, they be trying to use black women for them samey relationships so they can conflate skin with orientation. You can hide one, you can't hide the other. Don't act like it's the same. Y'all ain't, y'all, y'all can't do that. I bet you, you can't. All right, uh, the, next, the next thread that I put down was um, T-Mobile paid all these actors and still won't get new subscribers. <laughs> Not even the people they paid to be in the commercial 
want to use T-Mobile. So it seems like they went and found every actor who who was available and threw them in an ad, right? And so that ad played. And you don't like T-Mobile is what you're saying. Um, uh, No, I'm not saying I don't like T-Mobile. I'm just saying T-Mobile is like at the bottom. Hey. But then, then they have, then they merged with Sprint. They took over. Uh, I think they bought. I don't know who bought Sprint. I know they bought a Metro PCS, which was the bottom, bottom for me. The Oak Cliff hitter. <laughs> Metro PCS is like is like a half a centimeter above Boost. <laughs> it's it, yeah, yeah. It's like two. It's like two centimeters above. Yeah, that's the hood line. U.S. cellular. Hey man, brother. It only goes four blocks. Every gram parent on the planet is on u.s cellular all right um uh they had a Coors commercial and this was my response to that dear Coors, don't tell us that's ll cool j let those who don't know figure it out respectfully gen x if like the the way the girl if you see the Coors commercial with ll cool j in it that is ladies loves cool james like that's squarely us that's Gen X. Like, that's LL. Whether you know him from rapping or you know him from SWAT or whatever TV show he's on, for the lady to look and go, thanks, LL Cool J, was just like, die. We didn't forget about him. He's famous. Oh, my God. He's Lee, a legend. Like, it was, it was such a it, – it, to me, it was just so like you, – you actually had to say his whole name? Thanks, LL Cool J. Ugh, it was terrible. Okay, uh, then we start getting to some juicy stuff here. People had a lot of commentary on this. So uh, my next thread was Timu or Tamu or Tamu paid seven million dollars to get y'all to pay six ninety nine. <laughs> ah, them jokers paid six. Y'all was already paying four dollars for some fabric or some jewelry or whatever and they pay seven million dollars and, and put up a 699 store and shop like you're a billionaire shop like you're a hundredaire you don't need much if it's 699 it's an online dollar store yo That's it's it is. <laughs> it is yeah so so that was that e-trade had their babies grew up a little bit so they could actually play pickleball that was actually a really good spot so all i put was e-trade wins it was a really good spot because pickleball has like taken over suburban america Everybody thinks they're freaking uh, uh, Nadar and Federer and and Venus and Serena now playing pickleball. Have you played pickleball yet? Everywhere I go, bro, have you played pickleball yet? No, I'm not playing a freaking pickleball. Bro, don't knock it till you try it. Pickleball. What is that? Bro, we, we played till like midnight the other night. Fool, I'm not playing. We literally took over our block oh. in our street and, and we like drew chalk in the, in, in the middle of the street. We should play as a team. And, and put up a net, and we've been, we've been playing pickleball. I'm like, yeah. bro, I'm not playing pickleball with you. Bro, it's you, you got to try it. I'm not playing pickleball, dog. For the live stream? Hey, dog. I'm going on record right now. It's slow tennis. Slow tennis. <laughs> wow. Made that sound like it needed to be on a short bus. I'm going to move say, on. I didn't say nothing. I, no, 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 no. I'm moving on. I'm leaving you alone. Okay. The next thread... The next thread, I like how we're warming up. This is uh, <laughs> Vanessa. Pickleball is really good for your brain. D Vanessa, so is a book. So is Sudoku, Vanessa. Stop playing. Don't you dare. <laughs> Pickle I 
nobody's brain hasn't been activated until somebody decided to play slow tennis. Vanessa, I love you. You are safe here. And I had to, girl, don't you put another comment in there like that. It's good for your brain. So is video games. Stop playing. <laughs> okay. Um, the next thread. Uh, do Xbox users want to watch Halo or play it? Because they're putting... They're, they're, okay, stop with the drum roll. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't a joke. It was a question. What is happening? I'm doing... I'm doing sound effect etiquette right after this pod is over. <laughs> I am doing a course on sound etiquette. The soundboard's officially done. No, we're, we're done. It's not done. It just, I just. I'm done for a season. The question, a question doesn't need a drum roll. Like you gotta, there's a certain, we're just, we're going to get the timing down, bro. We're uh -huh. going to get the timing down. That, 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 that drum roll hit my inward man and it made me feel away. I'm I'm <laughs> All right, so do Xbox users want to play want to watch Halo or play it? This is my question. What are we what are we doing? Like y'all want to watch Halo like as a show, as a series? Xbox users? Is that what y'all want to do? <laughs> no, somebody said your flesh was fleshing, Hector. I am weak. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm submitted to Christ. Yo, I love our community, yo. I love, I love y'all so much. Y'all are, y'all are hilarious. All right, so um, I don't know. Do Xbox users want to watch Halo now? Like you played it, now you want to watch it. So that's great. Okay, Reese's commercial equals evangelicals in their relationship with Trump. If y'all saw that Reese's commercial, it was like. We don't have Reese's. We're not going to do Reese's like this anymore. And everybody was like, ah. And then they were like, but we're going to do it like this. Yay. So it went up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. And I think that's Evangelical's relationship with Trump. Like he does one thing and they cheer. And then he says another thing and they are like, ah. And then he says another thing and they cheer. And then he says another thing and they, ah. So that was that. And some people were like, yo, you're unhinged. And um, I responded, thank you. Um, the next thread was with, uh, it was Dunn Kings. It was the one with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. That was brilliant. I loved it. You get an, and I said, uh, you get an award, Duncan. And I put a little award there because it was amazing. Next thread was, uh, there was actually a, a independent ad run for, um, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. And it was actually a cool ad. It's probably one of the best presidential ads I've seen. So my response was, maybe I'll vote for Kennedy if he doesn't get pew-pewed. Which is a possibility. I, I mean, I'm sorry. And he's the only one left from his family, correct? And it's probably because he hasn't tried to do nothing. Uh, yeah. I'm scared. I mean, you have plane crashes, you have alcoholism, you have assassinations like I'm scared like like I'm still even though I wasn't born when the Kennedys were assassinated Kennedys they got JFK and RFK in the same decade do y'all know how wild the 60s were there were five assassinations and America just went on like 
don't know. I don't know what happened there. Like we just went into the seventies. Like we didn't murk five people, and the government was involved. Megger Evers got murdered, assassinated. Okay. Uh, Malcolm got murdered. JFK got murdered. MLK got murdered. And then RFK got murdered. I think that's the order. In nine years, in a span of nine years, five very influential leaders, three of them black, two of them white, got murked. That's, that's scary. So if y'all praying for uh, Kennedy, put a hedge of protection around him now. It's going to be necessary. Um, there's a new soda coming out. This is my next thread. Uh, there's a new soda coming out called Poppy. And so I just put, Poppy, it's too easy to make fun of you. I'll let other people do it. I'm not sure if that you should name a drink, Poppy. It's, it's weird. It could be daddy, right? Like, it's Hispanic. What? <laughs> well, imagine, that's, what ima I mean. that's what I'm saying. Imagine people walking around, hey, man, what are you drinking? Poppy. Mm. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> I'm good, fam. I'm good. I would like a 64 ounce of poppy. No, I'm fam. No, I'm good, fam. I'm good. I'm just so sorry. There's some things that just have too much innuendo. To the pure, all things are pure. But this is this culture is too is too Corinthianized. So I'm not joining in it. Uh, Yo, you just dropped another another word. You get samesies and then Corinthianized. Corinthianized. Like, right? Absolutely. I'm with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody's gonna be walking around. <laughs> nobody's gonna be walking around talking about. Yes, I would like an extra large poppy, please. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We. I'm sorry. It's the new soda for a new generation. Nah, fam. <laughs> Damian McDonald. Will you take a tall glass of daddy? <laughs> I'm dead. Y'all too fast. Oh, oh, so C Carolyn Keys, uh, uh, freeze that one, uh, go up a little bit. Thanks, Carolyn. She said, uh, RFK apologized for that ad. The ad was created and aired by the American Value Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. Well, okay. All right, he apologized for the ad, but it was a dope ad. So it could have been worse. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, see, this is, how, this is how reckless we get. Uh, somebody put a tall glass of daddy right under it. Sugar mama is going to love that drink. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, 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 Mark Wahlberg did an ad and, and for Lent, cause I believe he's Catholic. In the hollow app. Yeah. In the hollow app about prayer and stuff like that. So I just put come through Mark Wahlberg with, with a prayer emoji because that's dope. Like, he actually did a prayer and said, Lord, and da 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 And I know people like, oh, Cat Catholicism is not real Christianity. No, I know some spirit-filled Catholics. So, <laughs> hold your horses. Just because everybody don't worship like you and say it like you don't mean it's not true. All right, then we got to the, then we got to the, um, the halftime show with Usher. And Usher's first song out the gate is my favorite song from him, which is Caught Up. Maybe because I'm ready for the rapture. Um... Uh, <laughs> I'm corny today. 
Uh, Usher's first song is my favorite song from him. It's Downhill From Here. That was my thread. <laughs> so there were some people that hated it because they're Usher fans, but that I, not down here like I hate the rest of it, but it, it was whatever. Um, then I said, my next thread was, if Usher's stripper slides down the field goal post, I'm changing the channel because we don't need to see that. And they did found a way to subtly put these girls on poles, which was weird because they put them almost like in cowboy colors. So I don't know if they were just trying to mock Texas. It was kind of weird. Um, then I asked, uh, 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 Alicia Keys came out with a red uh, outfit on, on a red piano that looked like a tongue to me. It looked like a tongue. And... Um, uh, uh, and all I put was, what is Mrs. Keys Beats doing here? Because Swiss Beats is her. So, um, and everybody, people were, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, somebody. I'm not, I'm not saying the names of the people that responded. You can go to my threads to see who said this, but I just put, uh, somebody responded and said, all that time practicing, waiting and anticipating this moment, and the first note comes and skull face. P.S. I love Alicia Keys, but this wasn't it for me. Listen, child, she she doing other things. I don't know. Um, so Alicia Keys did something. <laughs> Smiles said she did miss a couple of notes. Um, she she played them though. She played the notes. Amen. She played the notes. Um. Then I, I, uh, for one of them, I put uh, Usher wearing this white glove is incredibly presumptuous. Now, I know that he's playing homage, you know, giving homage to Michael. I, I'm I'm 48. I'm sorry. Like, just do a dance move, do a spin, do a hee hee. But you wearing that white glove again? I'm I'm talking as a 48 year old. Uh, you wearing that white glove says something. Maybe I just miss Michael too much, uh, but you even you even wearing it as an homage is like you don't have a thriller. Like you know what I'm saying? Like just like do a like do the moonwalk, moonwalk. Say I I'm doing this for. For, yeah 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 like the don't glove, the glove is too iconic. It's too like like fam. Don't put that glove on, cause then cause you're saying you're in the same air. And that's not true. And then Will I Am came out for like 37 seconds. And I said, uh, did Will I Am have on the Apple Vision Pros? Because that's what it looked like. It looked like he had on the Apple Vision Pros. He was probably like also doing his rocket mortgage. Uh, Luda came out as well as Little John for... They got hype. A couple of hype moments. Yes. And so um, I, I put, if Luda did the whole halftime show, it would be the most aggressive halftime show of all time. Luda has just some, the like there, there's an energy that Luda has that um, that was that was something. So uh, what, what poll is this that's running? The glove? Too glove or not too glove. Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 57%. Didn't really matter. Yeah, I get it. I think you just got to be a certain age. And I'm 48. I'll be 49 this year. And Michael, again, play, paying homage, I, I respect that. Like, like Fantasia paid homage to Tina Turner at the Grammys. Like, I'm, for, I'm all for it. Um, I just think that glove is... That's just my own personal opinion. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody going to die. Uh, the NFL, the NFL did a commercial um, about their like ex extended player program, and it was in Accra, Ghana, and it was just gorgeous. Uh, and so I just put this Accra, Ghana spot just made my mother's side of the family proud because on my mother's side of the family, um, my grandfather's Ghanaian. Bottom line, and so that was just awesome. And um, then my next thread was this Pluto TV thread. And I put Pluto TV's couch potato commercial is somehow, someway, not a parody. That commercial was a little too... It was, it, it, it was almost like just embrace the fact that you're a couch potato and you watch too much TV and you want to distract yourself from the world because you don't want to deal with your problems or be responsible or do anything that takes initiative. Like the fact that they that that they're playing on the fact that like we are we are growing couch potatoes. Like we're 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 hoping that you spend twelve hours of your day. They were clear. They were very, very clear on on the market that they were going after. And it was a little bit I didn't like it that much. I didn't like what it implied. It implied that there's a lot of people that are hella lazy. That's what it implied. It was given hella laziness. And then we get to this. This next this next um this this next thread that I put, Beyonce did a Verizon commercial. Verizon officially has the most expensive Super Bowl ad, bruh. Seven million bucks, bruh. Seven million for the ad. How much for Beyonce? You think Beyonce's doing a full commercial ad for a cell phone company? They speculate $30 million. Oh, my God. You, they speculate that, that Beyonce got 30 mil? From Verizon to appear in an ad, which she had to take uh, part in an 18-hour shoot. Child, $30 million to Beyonce, $7 million to the NFL. You paid $37 million. So, child, we might not see Beyonce again until Super Bowl 92. They gave her enough money. She ain't got to do another album for another five years. She's going to come back and just... Beyonce going to come out with an Afrobeats album on her 50th birthday. Like, just like... Huh? Uh, it was to, yeah, it was to promote her album that's coming out. She has a new album coming out? Beyonce smart. Beyonce smart. Okay, so the next, the next thread that I put was... Tamu. How y'all feel? Because everybody been saying Timu. And it's actually like Temu. I'm never gonna say that. Yeah, like, Whoa. and so my my favorite response. Uh, I had two favorite responses. Uh, my god sister said I don't like the way they changed the pronunciation, so she wasn't accepting the fact that she was saying it wrong. <laughs> she said they changed it, and then my second favorite was I'm from the south. We do what we want with vowels. <laughs> <laughs> that was my. Favorite. Oh my God, that was so good to me. All right. 
Then the next the next spot was that I commented on. All I put was Doctor Umstick with question marks because um, Drumstick the 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 ice cream came out with this creepy little guy named Doctor Umstick. All they did was break up Drumstick, D R, and then Umstick, and it was lazy. It just seemed it's just like somebody wrote drumstick on the top and was like, what can we do with this? And what if and th somebody was just like, why don't we just split up DR and and uh, what what my my volume just went out. Check, 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 check. OK, now I'm back. OK, good. Um, yeah, Dr. Umstick was weird, right? That was weird. Is it did it kind of like a 70s porn star? Very creepy pedo vibes. What? No, it didn't give me that. It, it was just, he's just like a little figure, like a little miniature figurine guy. And he's just chilling next to a drumstick. And then everybody's just eating drumsticks on a bus, but he's Dr. Umstick. Oh, Joshua Gates Hill, you're dope. Dr. Edful advertising instead of dreadful. I like you. I like you, guy. You're quick. You're quick, guy. I like you. All right, um, the next thread that I put was, this game may come down to whoever has the, the ball last. Am I prophetic? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes do I know things that I shouldn't know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Should you rely on me for the lottery numbers? Absolutely not. But I had that one right. This game may come down to whoever has the ball last, and it did, and I was right. And somebody should have bet it on black. Um, my next thread was, Timu spent $7 million to teach y'all how to pronounce their name. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Um, so uh, the next one I put down was T-Mobile. Get as many actors as we can to sing, dance, and act out the benefits of our service. Verizon, get Beyonce. And they did. And they won. And then that, this is when I made the Gen X statement. Kid and play? Gen X is squarely in control of marketing for sure. That kid and play ad was, I don't even remember what, what they were advertising. I just remember I'm 48, about to be 49 this year, and kid and play. I know Kid and Play. Nathan, do you know who Kid and Play is? Uh, what is that? Do you know do you do you know who Kid and Play is? Is that a person? Exactly. We are in control of marketing. <laughs> they are clearly and that advertising is clearly talking to us. They are clearly not talking to Nathan. Um so then my next my next thread was the words in racism above the Kansas City Chiefs end zone is wild to me since the NFL seemingly won't even listen to what Native Americans have to say about it. I'm just letting that marinate. It was just wild. Like, you see the Chiefs end zone, and then above it it said, end racism. And I'm like, y'all won't, Native Americans have been trying to tell y'all that they don't really think that, oh, yeah, yeah. like, they don't really like that. But y'all don't want to hear from them. So that's their own that's their own thing. Then we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up, people. I know some of y'all are ready to get to questions, but calm down. Uh Andy Reid has ice in his veins. Patrick Mahomes has ice in his veins. These jokers.
The play before the last play, they didn't call a timeout. The clock is just ticking down. If it goes to zero, they lose. They don't even spike it for the t- These jokers just go down the field. The play before the last play, the, it's just running down. They line up. They snap. He rolls to the right, throws to a guy, touchdown, game over, three seconds left, walk off the field, salute. What they were saying was that um, it's like a new game. So that was the first quarter. So if they would have zeroed out, they would have just gave them another 15 minutes. No. And and are you referring to OT or are you talking about when before? No, no, no. OT. I'm talking about OT. Okay. Because because they had made the field goal. That put them up three. Right. So they had to either tie it. Yeah. Or, or or go for the win. Yeah. But but you're saying if it would have if the clock would have went out, it just would would have went to the second, the second quarter. quarter. Yeah. That, they were explaining the rules in the Super Bowl format. It's changed. Well, so they would have put another fifteen. It scared the hell out of me. I was tripping too. I I was tripping too. It would have been like the second quarter of the OT game. Well, that was scary, and I didn't like the way they played with my emotions, and I need them to be even more clear. But thank you for the context. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, And then, lastly, my threads won't make a lot of sense to those who didn't watch the game and the commercials, but for those who did, I enjoyed hanging out with y'all. I love you. Good night. That, ladies and gentlemen, is my 45-minute recap. On last night's Super Bowl in the way that I chose to uh, hang out with it. So anyway, uh, NFL, stop changing the rules. Okay, R. King. Uh, Joshua says, L. Taylor Swift. Why are everybody mad at Taylor? She's just there to support. She, she, she's just, she just happens to be dating a really famous tight end. So y'all leave Taylor alone. She goes to the game. She supports her man. And she's she looks she looks genuinely giddy. And there's no like pomp and circumstance to her. She's she's like really regular, which I love. Um so uh uh the witchcraft? The witchcraft where? Whoa, did I miss something? Oh my goodness. We bind it. I didn't know which one of them girls that was. I knew she was somebody. Ice Spice. What song does she sing? Uh, a whole bunch. A whole bunch. What is she famous for? Uh, Munch. Oh, that Munchie song? Yeah. You thought I was feeling you? Yeah. 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 Munchie, Munchie. <laughs> munchie, Munchie. Munchie, yeah, Munchie. She has an iconic for the fro. Yeah, she has her, her little blonde fro. Um, orange, right? We bind that upside down crucifix, though. Unless she was referring to Peter who decided to be crucified upside down because he did not want to be crucified like his savior. I doubt she's that biblically astute, but I just <laughs> I just wanted to give you some church history for for those of y'all that might think that upside down crucifix might be all bad. I'm I'm just letting you know that uh Peter decided to be crucified upside down because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified right side up just like his savior. Even Peter was upside down. <laughs> Thank you. We live an upside-down life, upset on purpose. What does upset mean? To turn over. Y'all thought upset the gram was about pissing y'all off and making y'all mad. No, it's not. It's about turning people upside down with the message of love and hope of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know how to make a pivot. 
Yeah. Um. So so I have a I have a um um a dear friend, a very very dear friend who uh works at Lakewood Church. Texted me yesterday, told me about the active shooter that was there, um, and how much of a scary situation that was. Um. Before I can get into that, Joshua said, "I spice the princess of rap. We got to we got to stop letting people give themselves their own titles." Can we just say that? The princess of rap? Stop. Please stop that. Um yeah, that 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 um This is not the first time there's been a shooting at church. This is not the first time there's been an active shooting at church. Um but man, I got to tell you, this is um this is the day and age we live in um, where uh, people brimming with emotion that might be dealing with some mental health issues that might be um, in a position where they're not able to c control their emotions the way that they should be controlled are literally premeditatively, if I can say that word, um, getting up in the morning and getting dressed not to go into a house of worship to lift up their hands and to, to pray and, and to be with other believers and, and magnify the name of Jesus. They're, they're actually going into houses of worship to kill. Um, there is um, a person that's in critical condition. I think it's a very, very young person. Um, this individual was killed. And um, the whole situation is just sad. Obviously, um, the staff is traumatized. The congregation is traumatized. This is, imagine next Sunday. Imagine getting, if this is your church, imagine getting dressed to go to church this coming Sunday. Imagine what Joel, imagine how his sermon prep has to be for this Sunday. <sighs> yeah, yeah, a woman was the active shooter, Chioma. Um, so, uh, it's a scary situation. So, um, I'm just, um, Let's just pray for them now. How about we do that? Let's pray for them now, and let's pray for the 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 conversation coming. Um, this this uh, this Sunday, Jesus, thank you for um, our brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters at Lakewood Church. Um, God, this was a tragic situation. Um, but we can read in your word very clearly that um, you are very present with us during times of tragedy and of loss, times that we're fearful and intimidated. You are with us. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because you are with us. So, God, I, I pray that your presence would be felt very strongly by every single person at Lakewood Church. Um, 
God, we pray for Joel. Um, I pray that um, where words may fail, Holy Spirit, your presence is stronger. Um, for whatever words of encouragement that he can attempt to muster for this Sunday, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak through him words that he could not prepare for, words that he cannot plan, words that he could not put together. Um, he is your vessel, Lord, and I pray that you would use his words this coming Sunday. Go before him even now to comfort, to bring stability, to bring healing to that congregation. I pray um, for the family members of this individual that committed this act. I, I pray that you would comfort them, um, that you would be with them. And um, God, we pray for this young child that's been critically injured. I ask that you would just spare their life um, and that they would, uh, they would have an opportunity to have an incredibly strong relationship with you out of this situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. I felt that. Oh, man. That stuff gets to me. Ooh, we. Uh, all right. I feel good. We Gucci. Gucci. We could do uh, some. Voice messages, we can go off the chat. What you vibing with? Uh, let's do some voice messages, then we'll do some chat. We got you, boss. Hey, Uncle Tim, thanks for taking my question. I just want to say happy Valentine's Day to you and your lovely family and everybody listening. And thank you for being a part of my life. I really enjoy the basement. I'm 28 years old. I've been having a lot of internal conflict when it comes to not being so angry with my mom. You know, I have, I'm one of five. We have the same mom and dad. Um, my dad died when I was 11. When I turned 16, my mom changed my name to Elijah and I'm a girl and it's spelled E-L-I-J-A-H. And it was definitely hard for me to understand, you know, a lot of, a lot of it came from me wondering if she did it to erase my identity from my father. Um, and now that I'm older, I realize a lot of my mom's ways come from, you know, being a little bit bipolar, being a little bit traumatic just from her own experiences with life. And how do you navigate not fighting people in your mind? How do you navigate giving grace, especially when old wounds come up, mm -hmm. you know, I love my mom very much. And like you would say, I battle with trying to understand her and my own identity. I was thinking about changing my name back to what it was originally, but I've had a lot of, I guess you would say success. A lot of people love me with my name. Um, I think I just want a more feminine name, feminine name, or if I should just use my middle name as my name, but I'm just trying to navigate. What do you do? Where in scripture can I go? And what is your advice on navigating 
old wounds that your family, especially your parents cause, especially if you feel like your family member doesn't have good reasons for why they did things and you still have to process it and also let it go. So if you could help me with that, I really appreciate it. Love you, Uncle Tim. I love you too, girl. Oh my goodness, that was a lot. Um, the death of your father at such a young age. Um, and then, you know, to go 16 years with this name that you've had since birth and then for your parent, your legal guardian to change that name. Um, and, and it sounds like you still have it at 28. And so, um, first of all, I'm, I, I'm sensitive to um, the loss of your father at that age and not having his voice in your life. And then, you know, the situation with your mom, um, we don't get to choose our parents. We actually don't get to choose our families, right? But when we become adults, we get to choose how we interact with them. And so, you know, there's an age and stage of life where we are dependent on our parents, whether they are good, bad, or indifferent. And then when we get old enough and we can be on our own, we have decisions we have to start making for our own peace and our own uh, well-being. And a lot of times we have to make tough decisions with family. And it can be very, very tough to create boundaries with family because of um, codependency, enmeshment. If there hasn't been a healthy relationship to begin with, if there hasn't been a mutual respect of each other's lives, bodies, um, decisions, choices, it can get really, really murky very, very fast. And so the first thing I want to let you know is that um, as it relates to forgiving your your mom um, from some of the stuff or all of the stuff that you, that you experienced with her uh, in the past, you got to remember that you can't control her. Uh, and if you have this context that she may be bipolar, that she's had her own traumatic things, right? This is where I go all the way back to uh, Proverbs 4 and 7, the B clause of 4 and 7. The whole verse is wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. B clause is, and with all thy getting, get an understanding. And um, if you understand your mom and you know that the hurt that she caused you was based on the hurt that is in her, then it's not that you forget, but it's easier to forgive because you know where it's coming from. What, what you have to, what I want to encourage you to understand is that at 28 years old, you don't have to keep being hurt by her. Doesn't matter if she's your mom. <laughs> you can set boundaries and you don't have to go over your mom's house. You don't have to see her if, 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 it's, if it's costing you too much. You can just take a phone call. Like you can, you can go over there and say, I, I can only spend 30 minutes here with you. You can take a phone call and say, I can only stay on the phone with you 10 minutes. Like you can have boundaries for yourself that help you uh, navigate uh, those wounds. You couldn't, you, you didn't have a say-so at 11. You didn't have a say-so at 16. You have a say-so at 28. So now I'm about to give you uh, the piece of advice that um, I hope really frees you or at least helps you feel like you have an option. You can go get your name back. You were a minor 
when your mother legally changed your name. You are an adult. You can legally change your name back. You don't have to keep Elijah and then, and then move over to your middle name because you want something more feminine. You can go straight to the same place your mama went and go get your name back. <laughs> and I got Bible for people that wrestle for their name. I got Bible for a name change. What you want? Abram to Abraham? What you want? Sarai to Sarah? What you want? Jacob to Israel? What you want? Hosea, Joshua? What, 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 what we want to do here? You can get that name change. You, 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 what you want? Benoni to Benjamin? What, what we, go get your name back, girl. Go get your name back. Saul to Paul wasn't a that wasn't a conversion name change. His name was still Saul in in all Jewish synagogues or messianic believers. They still call Saul Saul. They don't call him Paul. He is Saul. Um, the name Paul was because he had dual citizenship and he was a a, a legal Roman citizen. They called him Paul, but that that had nothing to do with conversion. Like Acts chapter number nine. Him uh, having an encounter with Jesus doesn't get his name changed from Saul to Paul. It wasn't like you were now you were called Saul, but now therefore I should call you Paul. That that was that was not it. Simon to Peter that was a name change as well. But Saul to Paul that just has to do with the fact that he has dual citizenship. It's like me spending six months in Colombia, and when I when I'm in Colombia, I'm referred to as Timoteo. That's not a name change based on salvation or belief. It's just when I'm in Colombia, I am Timoteo. And when I'm in the States, I am Timothy, right? So go go get your name back is all I'm saying. Go get your name back. Go get your name back. Hey, I need, uh, I need at least 100 people to put get your name back in the chat. Get your name back in that chat. Get your name back in that chat. Get your name back in that chat. Here we go. Get your name back in that chat. Mm. Get your name back in that chat. Hey, get your name back in that chat. There you go. Get your name back in that chat. There it is. Name back in that chat. Hey, get your name. Get your mm -mm. Yeah, the three Hebrew boys. Well, that was a name change because of they were in Babylonian captivity. So that don't count either. Like, I don't even call Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah by their slave names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are their slave names. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, those are their God-given names. And so I don't call them by their slave names. Get your name back. Get your name back. And get your name back. And, and this goes for anybody else. Maybe, maybe, maybe you didn't have a, a legal name change, but maybe because of the sins of your past, people have still tried to call you by that old name. Maybe they're still calling you a hoe. Maybe they're still calling you drunk. Maybe they're still calling you a weed head. You need to get your name back. I need you to get your name back. You need to claim it for, for what it is. It is yours. God gave you an identity. You don't have to go by your nickname no more. Some of y'all got street names that, that you still think as a believer is cool, Nah, you need, to, you need to go by your name. You need to go by your God-given name. Remember, Jesus was given a name, not a title. He was given a name, not a nickname. He was given a name that is above all names, that at that name every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. 
And so I want you to know, too, you can have your name back. Maybe your name has been synonymous with liar. Maybe your name has been synonymous with anger and violence. Maybe your name has been synonymous with deceit. Maybe your name has been synonymous with, with promiscuity. You can get your name back. You can have that name redeemed. Yes, Lord, I felt that thing. Yeah, you will not be known by what you were known by. Mm-hmm. You will not be known by what you were known by. Get your name back. I feel this thing on me. Get your name back. Don't let the enemy redefine who you are. You get your name back. God gave you a name. Go by that name. Go by that name. He's anointed who you are, not what you do. Go by that name. I don't care if you're a pastor. Go by your name. I don't care if you're an apostle. Go by your name. I don't care if you're a prophet. Go by your name. I don't care if you're an evangelist. Go by your name. I don't care if you're a teacher. Go by your name. He will make your name great, not what you do, who you are. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel this. He said, I'll make your name great. That's what he told Abram. He didn't, say, he didn't say, I will make what you do great. He said, I'll make your name great. That's what he told him. That's what he told me. I felt that thing. Okay, okay, I'm good. These songs you create are very helpful because, you know, you did bread in, uh, got bread in my pocket. Uh -huh. You got this new bop. Yeah, bro. And they recite. Hey, and this, this, I'm glad you brought that up. This is literally how, I've, how I, I have major themes from, from the Bible locked in my head because I will make up a bop to it in a minute. And as you know, music... Some of y'all still remember jingles from 20 years ago because they're, they're, they're that iconic. And even if you haven't heard it in years and years, if somebody starts it off, you could finish it. Why? It's deep in that brain. And so, like, like this is, this is, listen, this is, this, I'm, I, I always got a bop for everything. I've done this with my boys. Yeah, man, it just helps. It just helps. So, that's it. Hey, Uncle Tim. Um, thank you so much for answering and taking my question. Um, I have been watching The Basement for almost a year now, and I'm truly impacted by all of the things that you have said and doing. Um, my question is in reference to um, many scriptures in the Bible and notes about um, wives being a hindrance to their husband. Um, we, my husband and I, are currently in a place of transition. Um, however, we have transitioned maybe four or five times um, since being married, and I know that this next transition is the will of God for his life. However, doors are opening for my life, and I don't want to compromise um, his will or God's will um, for my husband's life. But then again, I also don't want to be selfish, um, even though I want to use the opportunities for myself for the doors are opening. Um, but my question is, how do you move forward or how do you make decisions um, when God is doing one thing for your significant other and not another for you? Um, what do you have in reference to that? Thanks. Bye. Absolutely. This is so good. So, um, yeah, Juliet and I have been in this uh, spot 
uh, several times throughout our marriage. And um, the best way, for, first of all, God's not going to call either spouse into something that is going to cause division. I think what, what, what winds up happening is God can be telling, can be asking something of you and you can be, you can say yes to God and fail to get your spouse's support because you poorly communicated. There's way too many spouses that throw the God card on, the, on their significant other and just expect them to be like, yeah, God said it, so let's, let's go. Well, what if your spouse didn't hear what, you, what God said to you? What do we do? Well, we now have to communicate. In my marriage, in the 25 years that I've been married to Juliet, there is nothing that God has told me to do that I have done without communicating very specifically to Juliet what I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying and waiting, here's the ticket, this is going to piss some people off, and waiting for Juliet to hear the same thing. Not just as the man of the house, this is what God told me we, we doing. Ride or die, let's go. Nah. If you got a wife that or, or, or a husband that, that has the type of disposition that, hey, whatever, whatever God tells you goes and I'm just here for the ride, okay, that's cool. I don't, I don't got that wife. <laughs> I'm not married to an African-American woman. I'm married, I'm married to an Afro-Caribbean woman. They want to know things. <laughs> they want to know some things. What, what are you talking about? I can't, uh, 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 when we transitioned from, um, when God spoke to me about my, my season as a lead pastor at Embassy City Church coming to an end, uh, I, had, I told Juliet, Juliet was not feeling it. This was, I'll, I'll never forget the day that I talked to her. It was the end of uh, September when I told her. Um, and she was like, what are you talking about? And October, November, and December. Ooh, it was a little chilly in the Ross bedroom. Because we were not on the same page. I threw, I said something to her that, what? What, the church is dope we are in a good place we looking for a building what what are you talking about i'm like I, this is what the lord said so i'm just telling you and now we're gonna wait and marinate and i was patient i'm not saying there wasn't some frustration that i had with her and she had with me but i was patient and by and in january of 22 we were both in agreement god's calling us to step down as lead pastors and in January, when we were both in agreement, when I tell you things accelerated for us, we, we got an agreement in January. God told Juliet who the successor was. He had already told me who the successor was. We hadn't even talked about it. But because we waited, because I waited until we were in agreement and alignment, God made everything else easy. Some of y'all be getting a word from God and you try to drag your spouse into the will of God. Because you have no patience. So now let me speak to God is opening some doors in your husband's life and God is opening some doors in your life. It does not mean you have to sacrifice what God is doing in your life for his life. 
It just means the communication has to go to another level. And it may not be about you doing it or not doing it. It just simply may be about timing. Juliet is doing some things in this season of her life that she could not do 10 years ago. She was raising our children. And I know some of y'all be trying to be, uh, some of y'all try to be super women. I'm going to raise the kids and run the business because I'm a boss chick. Some of y'all use the other word. Um, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm that girl and I'm that B and I'm out here and I'm doing everything. I'm superwoman. Da, 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 da. You ain't supposed to be doing everything. Some stuff is seasonal. There is a time and place for all things. That's what Ecclesiastes chapter number three talks about. There is a time and place. There is a season for everything under the sun and everything ain't for now. Every, I knew in my 30s that I was going to be writing books. I'm 48. The books are coming out now. I knew in my 30s. It just wasn't the season for that yet. So for a lot of y'all, God is calling you to do something and you feel like it all has to be done now. Some of y'all quitting jobs. Talking about I'm doing it by faith. Some of y'all read Michael Todd's Crazy Faith book and you quit your job and you've been in a bad position ever since. Because maybe you miss God on the timing. <laughs> and, you, and you're going to have to take that L. The worst thing you can do is say God did it. And then when he don't, when he don't do it, who look like a fool? You or God? Mm -mm. If God tells you something, it's either him or it's not. But if it's you, child, listen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a little awkward. It's going to look a little awkward. So all I'm saying is you, 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 don't have to, you don't have to do everything right this minute. And it could be that if you defer to your husband, since God has opened this door and maybe that's the leading, it doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice your thing and not do it at all. Communicate with your husband. See what the timing is supposed to be on it. Juliet is working on something right now that is massive for upset the world. She has the bandwidth to do it now. There were some things we had to wind down before we could wind up. And so I'm trying to give you all this practical stuff because I've seen too many marriages end behind what they both said was God's will. How y'all doing God's will and you end up divorced? <laughs> Make it make sense. God told us to do this. Four years later, y'all divorce. I'll tell you how that happened. Because somebody stopped doing God's will. Or maybe it wasn't God's will in the first place. God told us to plant a church. Three years later, I'm divorced from my wife, but I'm still going to, but I'm still called to pastor the church. Get your life, fam. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Some of y'all are so raggedy. Some of y'all pastors out here, men and women, are so raggedy. Y'all talking about I got divorced and you take two weeks off from church and you back in the pulpit preaching and you just had a whole divorce. Marriage, a type and shadow of Christ in his church. You as the lead pastor and your wife are supposed to be a type and shadow of Christ in the church and you just got divorced and you back in the pulpit three weeks later. Make it make sense. And you got a new wife 18 months later. Make it make sense. Make it make sense to your kids. Make it make sense to your kids. Make it make sense to your kids. Make it make sense to your 14-year-old. Make it make sense to your 17-year-old. You want them to have a relationship with God 
And I know that all marriages don't make it, whether they're they're uh, uh, in the secular world or in the church world. I know 50 percent. I know the statistics. But as a pastor, you read that book every week to get a message to teach to his bride. But you ain't got no words for yours. Make it make sense. Woman of God, you doing a whole prayer ministry. You got prophetic prayers every night. God didn't tell you to go home and take care of your husband. But you got a prophetic word for everybody else till 2 o'clock in the morning. Make it make sense. Y'all don't want it. Y'all don't want it with me. Don't do this. Don't Y'all don't want this part of me because I will cook you well done. I've been around too long. Y'all got to remember, I'm not a novice. <laughs> yeah. The young lady that asked the question is 28 years old. I just spent, I just celebrated my 28th birthday with Jesus. I've been born again, born again 28 years. The year she was born, I gave, I was born again. We was both born in the, in the same year. She was born in, and I was born again. So I ain't, I ain't no, I ain't no, I'm not no novice to this. And I know some of y'all don't like the way I talk, and I know some of y'all don't like the way that I communicate and execute what I'm saying. But I tell you what, it'll save your life. Better take your behind home. You ain't got to counsel to 10 o'clock every night, pastor. Especially when 72% of your counseling engagements are with single females. Take your behind home. Take your behind home. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Y'all out here getting turned out by the whole world. God told you to plant a church, and within seven months, you hoeing. You, speak, you, you, didn't, you didn't pick a spot by the spirit. You picked a spot by the flesh. Your flesh wanted to be in that city. You had no intentions of breaking the, the, the stronghold in that city. You had no intentions of squaring up against the principality in that city. You had every intention of hoeing. Stop playing, and you're going to still pass it at church. The ink on your divorce ain't even dry. Man, you got me. Mm -mm. Okay. We go I hope I answered your question, though. No. Stop that. I hope I answered your question, though. You have a... Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let, let me say this to you as well. Uh, Peter was married. We know Peter was married, both in the Gospels and after Jesus' death, because in the Gospels, Jesus healed who? Peter's mother-in-law. So he was married. So this man quit his job, became a disciple of Jesus, and kept his marriage. After Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, Peter is the first apostle, preaches the first... Uh, he, the first apostle to preach where 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus. Paul goes on to write later in one of his epistles, can we not be married like Peter and some of the other apostles? So Peter was still married. His ministry didn't get him divorced from his wife. He was married as a disciple of Jesus, and he was married as an apostle of Jesus. So ministry did not cost him his marriage. If ministry, is if ministry is costing you your marriage, somebody doing something wrong. And I'm not saying if you wind up in a divorce, it was your fault. All I am saying is somebody started drinking something in the Kool-Aid they wasn't supposed to be drinking. 
Okay. All right, now I'm done with that. I just, I just, I got Bible for it. Hey, Miss Leslie. Um, Derek suggested I send another, um, another email. Um, I sent one from like a pseudonym account before because I didn't want to be authentic in mm. what I was asking because I was, I was, um, I'm scared. I'm ashamed. Um, I have general herpes and I'm a Christian and I'm a single mother and I am currently having extreme trust issues, believing that God will bring someone into my life who can accept all of that. And, um, and yet the desire for sexual companionship is there because I am acutely aware of what I'm missing. And, um, and, and it's the shame spiral. This most recent one has been so bad, um, that I've entertained the idea of a hysterectomy as a way of lowering, uh, my physical desires because it doesn't feel like the Holy Spirit is helping with this one. Um, I am trying and I am getting nowhere. So any advice? Thanks. Leslie has to be the bravest person for this whole pod. Has to be, hands down, the bravest person in this whole pod. Leslie, I want you to know I love you. <laughs> we love you. The gift of your real name, the gift of your vulnerability in this moment is something that I do not take for granted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's dig into this. Leslie, I'm so grateful you brought this into the light because you are not the only one that deals with this. You are not the only one that is struggling with this as a believer in Jesus. Um, this is not the first time I've dealt with this. I've been dealing with this all the way back to when I was a young adult pastor. We all have a past. And some of that past that we have has present circumstances that need to be navigated. And genital herpes is one of them. You are not the only one. I promise you you're not the only one. You have probably started a revival for some people that have other sexually transmitted diseases, if, if not the same one that you do. And so I can understand the narrative that is, that is on repeat in your head that nobody will want me with genital herpes. I can tell you, hands down, first of all, that that's an absolute lie. You are not the first person to uh, uh, be in a relationship uh, with someone who has genital herpes or, or for someone to accept you into relationship uh, knowing that you have genital herpes and understanding that there are some people that they are not, that is not uh, something that they want to have to navigate. That is a choice by choice situation that people have to deal with. But I'm telling you, you shining light on it, first of all, is going to free you. It's going to free you. 
Do not have that hysterectomy. Do not have that hysterectomy. You have sexual desires that were created by God and given to you by God. And, and I heard what you said, and I, and I want to lovingly tweak what you're thinking. You're thinking, Holy Spirit, I have strong sexual desires. Conflated with that is that I have genital herpes. So not only am I running the thought in my mind and the narrative in my mind that no one's going to want to be with me because of the sexually transmitted disease, I also have a very high sex drive and I want to have sex and I think about it a lot. Will you please take this desire away from me? That is not what the Holy Spirit's work is for. The Holy Spirit's not taking away sexual desire. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Tim, how do you know? I prayed the same thing. When I was single, I prayed the same thing. Holy Spirit, please take away my sexual desire. And then all of a sudden, suddenly, faster than Amazon Prime can bring it in a day, bring it back when I get married. That's not how that works. In between things is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit. One fruit. It's not fruits. It's one fruit that's cracked open like a pomegranate. That's why you have these nine things in that one fruit. So you ain't getting a fruit basket. When you talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's just one fruit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is. And the last one is self-control. Self-control is a, when I tell you, that's a thing. Especially when it's over something you desire and you want, that's a thing. If you like Krispy Kreme donuts and on your drive home from work, it's on the corner. And the hot light is on. That neon light is blinking. There's fresh glaze on these donuts. Huh? That's going to be a thing. And if you like them donuts and that's the street you pass every day, and that's a temptation, guess what? You got to find a new way home. Don't ask God to remove the Krispy Kreme donut sign and the store. You, God, I pray the store go out of business. <laughs> God, I pray that all Krispy Kreme sales dry up. God ain't about to eradicate a whole business so that you can live free. You got to take a new way home. That's called self-control. And guess what? As you apply that self-control, the Holy Spirit will meet you. But if you're going to sit there limp like, God, take it away from me, that ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. And I, now let me give you hope. Now let me speak hope to you, sister, because I can feel the despair in your voice. Let me, let, let me give you hope. I can't tell you how many people I know that got genital herpes that are married. And their spouse knew before they said, I do. So they didn't surprise them. They got in premarital counseling. That joker fell in love with this person, male or female. And they sat down, and it was uh, one thing that must be disclosed is that I have genital herpes. And that person said, okay. How do you handle the outbreaks? And they said, this is how I handle my outbreaks, and I'm very, very careful, and I subdue it with, I subdue it with this medication, and I, this is how I act when the outbreak is high, and da-da-da-da, and this is how it is when it's low. And it's like, okay, well, if we're going to have babies, how do we need to do this and that and the other? And the, and the doctors have a way to get these babies out around the genital herpes. This does not have to be as uh, 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 dark as the enemy is trying to whisper it in your ear. There's still, there's still hope for you. I promise you, I've, I've seen too many people get married. I've officiated the weddings. So it's not the end of the world, but it is something that as you bring into the light, 
I promise you, anything that's brought into the light shrinks. Anything that stays in darkness grows. And this narrative has grown in your life because it stayed in the dark. But, girl, you just put it in the light. Leslie, I promise you, you're the bravest person on this whole pod all day. Ain't nobody going to top you. Not that there's a, 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 a competition of, like, <laughs> who can be the most vulnerable list. Just made that up. But um, I, I just want to say I commend you. I commend you for being brave enough. You could have you could have made this question anonymous. You could have protected your identity. Um, but the fact that you allowed us in, I just want you to know I, I appreciate you. I love you. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. And I hope, I hope, even though there's nothing that I can say right now that changes your situation, I hope just by you speaking, it's just lifted you. That's my hope and my prayer. So um, I need every, I need every, I need at least a hundred hand claps in the chat uh, for Leslie. Just can y'all just give her a round of applause for being brave today? That took bravery. That took bravery for her to do what she's doing. Yeah, receive and and please receive this love that's coming from the chat. Please receive this love and and TikTok TikTok they they going crazy for you in the chat as well. I appreciate y'all so much. This is what we do here. This is what this is what the basement's about. Nobody can heal until they are safe. Nobody can heal unless they're stable. Those are the two prerequisites. If the substratum is not safety, there will not be regulation. Period. If there is no safety, there is no regulation. If there is no stabilization, there is no regulation. So thank you for making this. Look at all this. Look at all these hand clap emojis. That's what I'm talking about. Big up our sister. She did a brave thing today. Now, let me tell you, now, because of that bravery, let me, let me tell you what can happen. Because you talked about spinning down into this shame cycle. When you have been this, kind, this type of vulnerable, um, uh, you can have what um, some therapists call a shame hangover. It's when you've shared, you've been vulnerable, and then, like, a couple of hours later, you swear you overshared and you think I should not have used Leslie. I should have used LaQuisha and I shouldn't have said everything I said. So so I need you to be very kind to yourself a couple of hours from now or six hours from now. Um, I need you to have some support around you. I need you to get with like no more than three friends. Let them know what you've said, what you've done and and just allow them to contain you. Just allow them to hold space for you. And however you feel, because you did the right thing, but the enemy's gonna swear you to the enemy's gonna make you think you did the wrong thing today. Everybody know your business now. Everybody know. Mm -mm, nah. That's why I always go first when I share my testimony and the stuff I've been through and the stuff I've been exposed to. I always go first because it makes it easy for people to go second. But you, you've been brave in going first today, and you ain't the only one that's on here with a disease. Child, please. I can't tell you how many people have walked into Planned Parenthood. To get rid of chlamydia <laughs> and syphilis and all the things. Listen, if you was out there, then you're exposed to a lot. And people think just because you gave your life to Jesus that all this stuff ain't doesn't still become a reality, and it is. We gotta live life, and we gotta navigate. So. There it is. Okay. Let's go.
Hey, Uncle Tim and family. First, I just got to say I love you guys dearly. Uh, my name is Destiny. I'm 24 years old. And just recently, I've been like all about God. And he's so amazing. Um, I've been praying. I've been fasting and just going through a lot of deliverance as of recently. God put on my heart to start my podcast, which he's been on my head about since I could even remember. And it's a couple topics that I know God wants me to speak on because he told me I'm going to help people break covenants in their family, their families and help them to be delivered from things that have such a stronghold. I was sexually assaulted and I know that's going to be a topic of conversation one day on my podcast. And I don't know how to deliver that message to my parents. Mm. Um, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I am not scared of... I'm not scared of me. Like, God literally delivered me from that. But I don't know how they're going to react. My dad can be short-tempered sometimes. I don't want them to feel like they have to stand up for me or, you know, uh, confront the person. Like, I just don't know what to do. Because I do feel like I should prepare them for that type of conversation so they're not blindsided when it does come up. Because I know it will happen organically. Or if the Holy Spirit gives me the green light on it, I just want to make sure that my family is prepared to hear that. And they're not just hearing it like everybody else on this platform. So what advice could you give me? Thanks. I'm so proud of you. Listen, if it's if it's one thing that we are making that we are normalizing, it's vulnerability. It is a superpower, and it's not just mine. It is ours. So, um, first of all, I already love your voice. So, if you're doing a pod, please tell me what the pod is going to be because I already love your voice. Um, the other thing is, if if um, this is a narrative that you know is going to affect your family. They need to know before you talk about it on the pod. And so you need to set up a time um, to have this conversation with them. And you, what I don't want you to do is to fragilize your parents. Okay? Human beings are very resilient people. I promise you. Human beings can handle more than you possibly could think of. Um, and I don't want you to fragilize them. It's going to hurt their feelings. Their baby girl was sexually assaulted. That's going to hurt. Um, you're, but you're not, you're not responsible for your dad's temper. You're not responsible for your, for your mom's reaction. You are responsible for the way you communicate. You are responsible for the way that you deliver this information to them. If this has something, if the person that sexually assaulted you is known by your parents and you're not ready for them to know who this person was because maybe your daddy is going to risk a jail sentence for you or a prison record for you, um, then you need to use wisdom there. Sometimes um, you you have to give uh, 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 your loved ones information in stages based on what they can handle. And so um, it sounds like you've done some work around this. I don't know if you've done it with uh, a professional therapist and or counselor or whatever, but it sounds like you've done some work around this. Um, you may want to get your counselor involved um, um, if you have that kind of relationship and if you've had that kind of history with a therapist. It may be good to have that person as a third party who can kind of navigate and, and give some even some more context to, to the individuals as, as you're giving them the information. If you're going to have this conversation just like you and them, um, then again, I, I want you to be truthful with them. I don't want you to fragilize them. 
But then I also want you to be very, very sensitive to how the Holy Spirit's leading you in that conversation and give them as much as they can handle. Again, if this person is mutual, if, if everybody knows this individual, you may want to hold off on that information and they, until they can absorb the shock of just the sexual assault, right? Who did it may be too much for them. And so you might have to uh, break up this conversation as necessary. Um, obviously, pray before you do it. Uh, and then timing is everything. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many people, like, get a breakthrough in their life. Like, they start going to therapy or they get a breakthrough. Like, they get delivered from something. And they're ready to tell everybody. When I tell you everybody ain't ready, you may be ready to tell everybody. Everybody ain't ready to hear it. And then you can wind up with a negative reaction and then be a little bit disheartened because you're like, I'm free now. Um, I, I see this a lot with um, uh, married couples where, where, there was, where there was infidelity. And the, the, the person that was cheating and unfaithful, they have told their spouse everything and they feel as light as a feather. But guess at whose expense that that comes the spouse that was cheated on <laughs> they just dumped off their whole burden guess who's carrying it now their spouse so they happy and the other person is like what, what do i don't even know if i want to be with you and then and then the spouse if they're not if they have a very low uh, uh eq then then they're like i don't understand what the problem is i told you everything why aren't you happy <laughs> nigga you just told me you've been cheating on me for six years i, I don't think i'm supposed to do a cartwheel right now I'm so sorry. I can't do that right now. So um, I hope that helps. I'm praying for you, and I'm so proud of you. Yay, yay. This is a good day. We got some, y'all Y'all came, y'all shoes is off in this chat today. Y'all y'all real relaxed. Y'all super relaxed today. Well, you seem really relaxed, too, even though with all the things you got going on, bro. And, like, even in, like, your DMs and... On the Basement Clips channel, every platform that we have, people have just been surrounding you with prayer. Thank you. And and I know you showed up and you're killing it today, but yeah. Well, you know, I learned very early. Well, I can't say early. I, I learned um, at some point. <laughs> I can't say very early. But I learned at some point that the integration of negative reality is absolutely important to being a person that can navigate life. Like, if you can't hold the tension of good and bad, happy and sad, you are going to be an extreme person. If everything has to be right for you to be happy, you'll probably never be happy. <laughs> if everything's going wrong and you can't find a ray of sunshine, you, then you're going to just be depressed and live under a blanket every day and close all your shades and the sun is out and you're going to be like, it's just, it's just so dark and gloomy. You got to be able to hold the negative reality and hold the tension of happy and sad. And so um, I got some things to be sad about, like legitimately sad. And I have some things to be glad about. I really do. Like, And so this is whoever came up with the word bittersweet. They they need a, like a Pulitzer Prize. Like uh, they need a Nobel Prize. Prize. Some whoever put those two words together as a description of anything needs an award. Because there are some things that are legitimately bitter sweet. And it's not 5149. 
Did something just crash? The plant uh, decided to just uh, be tipped over. By itself? Like no cap. By itself. Litter, yeah. Quite there, there's definitely a demon running around. Caught on camera too, that, bro. That, that, that's how that's how that's how uh, uh, Pentecostal people spiritualize anything. The devil's busy. <laughs> the devil is busy in this last and evil day, knocking over fake plants. That's all the devil had to do was knock over a fake plant. <laughs> Saints, y'all be praying. The devil's busy. My lights got cut out. That wasn't the devil. <laughs> the plant fell. That was TXU. <laughs> TXU cut off your lights, huh? Because you didn't pay your bill. That's not the devil. That's Tommy. Tommy cut off your lights. Y'all saints, Pete, y'all got to be praying for me. My water got cut off and the devil's just busy. No, 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 no. Bobby that works for the water department, he came and turned off your lights. Saints, y'all got to pray. My car was repoed Friday. No, no, no. Carlos repoed that car. That was not Diablo. That was Carlos. Because you forgot to pay Kia. <laughs> You haven't paid Kia in seven months. No, it's just, uh, 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 I remember church on Sundays when, when there would be mic issues. Y'all be praying, saints, the devil's busy. He don't want me to get this word out. Or maybe your tech guy sucks. It could have just been that your tech guy sucks. <laughs> Everything ain't the devil. The plant just got knocked over, I promise you. I promise you there's no demonic activity behind us. It was probably always going to fall. It just wanted to fall now. Devil is busy, though. Y'all, the devil is busy. I got a flat on the way to work. The devil, demons don't have nothing else to do except put nails in the street. These are some bored little imps out here. These are some bored little imps. Okay. Well, who, what is we doing now? Who's up? Hi, Tim. Thank you for taking my message. I truly appreciate you and your team. Uh, my question and seeking some advice is regarding family. Um, my recently now husband, um, about two years ago, before we decided to marry privately, him and my mother had a conflict that they have yet to resolve. Um, again, I'll reiterate, it's been about two years, maybe a little bit more. Um, and he has not wanted my children to have a relationship with her or not visit with her um, until they resolve the issue. And I will admit that my mother was um, the aggressor in the matter. However, my extended family, they've all kind of rallied behind her. They opted to not really ask me my take on things and it's kind of made me isolate myself and only be amongst my household and take care of my household. Um, I'm just at a point where I don't know if I should just kind of let that part of my life go um, until God says different. I haven't really, um, really heard the word from God to try to truly get understanding where that situation can take me. It is heartbreaking, but um, I just chose to give my kids a better life. My family really isn't something to just run back to or to uproot my children, but I definitely feel like I'm in a place where I've had to make a decision um, on how to just live my life. Um, 
I do have a better relationship with my mom, but it's just that little pickle there where her and my boyfriend, oh, excuse me, my husband now, <laughs> um, can't seem to resolve their matter. I uh, would like for you to please advise or what, what I can possibly pray about in this situation. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Hey, that's a difficult situation. Um, I'm so sorry that you're in the middle of that. Oh, family matters. How come Urkel didn't address this? How come the damn Winslows didn't do an episode about this? Too busy turning Ar uh, Urkel into Stefan Urkel. We needed this episode. All right, but, but them kids was too young, so. And Darius McCrary's flat top wasn't going to get any better. Anyway, um, this is a sucky situation. And so I just first want to acknowledge that. And I want to say um, I, I am missing some context because I hear you saying that mom was the instigator um, and the aggressor in this relational breach now with your husband. And I also hear you saying that the family is not really something to run back to. And that even though you have a better relationship with your mom, um, this situation with with her and your husband still 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 exists. Okay, duly noted. Um, I don't know what this is costing the kids. Like to say, like I don't want the kids to see their grandmother. Is that costing the kids anything? That they have a good relationship with grandma, and do they feel like how come I don't get to see grandma anymore? Or are they kind of like, I never had a tight relationship with her, so whatever. Um, and at some point, um, somebody's going to have to extend the olive branch. If boundaries can be appreciated and respected. Um, I don't know how severe this breach was with which are uh, between your your mom and, and your husband. So there's some details I'm missing. I really don't know how to advise except to say that um, somebody's going to have to take the, the high road if that's even necessary. Again, if you got toxic family members, I don't I do not advise trying to um, reconcile what can only be resolved. There are some relationships that is that are not about reconciliation. Reconciliation takes two parties admitting their wrongs, able to address them and then say, you know what, we want to put this behind us and restore the previous relationship that we had. That's reconciliation. Resolution is we both resolve <laughs> that you're probably going to be you and I'm probably going to be me. And but but we don't want this. We don't want the grandkids to, you know, have to pay this price. They didn't do nothing. Right. And so. We will be there for Christmas, but just know I probably won't be at the table. I might sit at the kids. With, I might sit at the table with the kids. You, you know, I can tolerate you, but I, I, I won't ingratiate myself to you. Like, like it, it takes some reconciliation, takes maturity, and so does resolution. And where those two things can't be made, that, that where those two things can't be met, that's where we have a cold war. And a cold war is United States and Russia, and it's just send the spies over there and get some intel and what they've been saying about me, what they've been saying about me, and y'all keep up the, 
the stuff. I hope you don't have to do that. I would love to see reconciliation, but reconciliation takes a very high level of emotional intelligence because you just got to let some stuff go. Like, like somebody has to resolve that if it's if it's on your side, then your husband has to resolve your mama is just your mama. And that's just the way she is. Or maybe your mom has has to resolve your husband is just your husband and that's the way he is. And I can't tell you how much stuff I've had to let go of um, to keep peace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is a verse. I want to give you a verse. That verse is good, too. Uh, that's a good verse. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me get you the address for this verse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where are you, verse? Where is that verse? I know it's. Righteous with. Uh, hold on. If I can type. There it is. Romans twelve eighteen. So Romans twelve. And, and and I I got everything memorized in King James. Let me read it in King James, and then I'll read it to you in NLT. But Romans twelve eighteen says, "If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men." Ooh, that verse is so good. Oh, it's just so juicy. It's just nutritious and delicious. That let me tell you, this book. Oh, it's so good to me. This is what it says in NLT. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Tell your husband to do all he can. Has he done all he can? After you've done all you can, you just stand. When your mama's acting crazy, you just stand. When your brother's acting lazy, you just stand. Through the trials, through the rain, through your mama, through the insane. <laughs> After you've done all you can, you just stand. Like, somebody got to let something go. It ain't that serious. I want my kids to see their grandmama. I don't even like, I, I want my kids to see their grandma. I don't even like their grandma. You ain't got to like your grandmama. Drop them niggas off. Drop them off. Wave, wave through the door. Wave through the window while you backing up. I'll be back at six. <laughs> you ain't got to be there. Let them jokers do it. You know what I'm saying? Now, if somebody's petty and they want to hold it and, Again, they don't have the emotional IQ to be with you 15 minutes without saying, can't believe you said. Like, like oh, God. There's nothing you can do about that, right? Get, create your boundary. Keep your space. Keep your peace. But as much as life within you and the question, I, we can't do nothing about mama. You live with your husband. You can't change. Your mama is your mama. Ask your husband, based on that verse, has he done all he can? 
Have you done everything you could to leave, live peaceably with this woman? I was at a church this weekend of a pastor that talked about me. Because I know how to apply scripture. It ain't going to be that serious. Jesus did most of his earthly ministry within a three square mile radius. He was always running into people that didn't like him. And I'm about to live my life ducking you. I bet you I don't. I bet you I won't duck you. You're going to see me. I'll be in your own green room. I'll be in the car. I'll be in the car slot next to yours. <laughs> you ain't got to like me. <laughs> but I will, as much as lies within me, I will live peaceably with you. I can do that. Because I'm a disciple of Jesus. I do have a petty side, but that's what the cross is for. For me to crucify my flesh with its affections and its lust and its pettiness. Last one is mine. Mm -hmm. But Galatians 2.20, I know that address because I live it. So, listen, you're you not, you not applying scripture to it feels like it hurts. Shout out to almost 1,500 people in the live chat on a Monday, February 12th, two days before Valentine's Day. A lot of, you know, a lot of people was like, can you have Juliet here on Valentine's Day? Juliet and I don't even celebrate Valentine's Day. My thought has always been, if the only time that I express my love for Juliet is on this day, I am a sorry husband. If the only time Juliet gets flowers is on this day, I am a sorry husband. The only time I am a romantic with my wife is on this day, I am a sorry husband. And I'm not. Which is why that day comes and goes, we'd be like, oh. <laughs> is that what that did? Because we've been dating for like 25 years, not 25 moments. I'm a little churchy today. Bless God, I'm a little, little churchy today. The chat loves when you're churchy, bro. The chat. Bless God, saints. We are... We believe in the miraculous, infallible word of God. We believe that it has the power to do today what it's always done. Uh, it has always been medicine for the soul. And so on today, we believe that uh, what God would do for the dwellers uh -huh, is uh, exemplify his grace, multiply his peace ratify uh -huh, the righteousness that was given to us in Christ Jesus. On the day that I gave my life to God, um, I was instantly repositioned into a place of righteousness that I could not earn on my own which means in the last 28 years that I've been a believer in Jesus Christ, I have not become more righteous. No, ma'am. No, sir. I have become more free. And in that freedom, I have found that uh, there is more peace in my body, mm -hmm. more peace in my mind, more peace in my soul. And so uh, I believe that there is a garden within. And uh, uh, if you can recognize that, 
uh, then maybe, just maybe, you have a hint of the type of person that I'll be talking to soon. It, it, maybe it was a, it was a subtle seed uh, sown into the heart that may give you an indication uh, of the type of people, the type of caliber that God has entrusted us with. And so if you want a garden within, uh, maybe, maybe just maybe there's a book. Maybe there's a book you should get. <laughs> oh, and as we wrap up this two-hour, this two-hour uh, convocation, if you if you, if you let me, if you will allow, uh, this 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 uh, assembly of the saints, this gathering uh, of the faithful, we we uh, we believe God is going to do something mighty. Mighty amongst us, mighty, mighty to save is he. And so uh, that's about it. That's about as churchy as I can be. <laughs> Charles said, I'm, I'm fired for this one. Was it too long? Was it too long, yo? Um, I love you guys so much. And um, this has been good. Hey, but you know what? I'm a man of my word. And we got four minutes left. Let's hit another one. Another one. <laughs> Jesus be a deep breath for pastor. Hey Tim, um, I my name is Mariela. Um, I have a question about body dysmorphia. Um, I am diagnosed with uh, bipolar, and I was diagnosed with chronic depression and um, borderline personality disorder. Um, and my mental health has just really been spiraling. I, I think I have like a, like a interesting mind. It's a very powerful mind, but I, I do suffer from like nightmares. I suffer from, um, just a lot of struggles, um, mentally and anxiety and all that stuff. And body dysmorphia is not something I've been diagnosed with, but it's, I think it's something that I definitely have struggled with or have a taste of. And I know that other people deal with body dysmorphia. And I know that the that God talks about how we're beautiful and wonderfully made. But what are your thoughts or what, or what can you say to people that really struggle with feeling very uncomfortable in their bodies and extremely chronically depressed or chronically insecure? And they just want to escape. Like, I know that, like like <laughs> astro projection is like satanic and wicked and you know only god can uh, lift you in the spirit and and all that stuff and you know you have to wait till you die to leave your body but i'm but it's like it's it's chronic like it's a it's a chronic illness and it's really it's really uncomfortable it's really sad to see people literally go crazy and feeling uncomfortable in their own bodies like I've had to go to like mental health mental facilities and I've seen people really just want really just feeling insecure and not wanting to be themselves and it's really like cause them to be like like dead people like it's crazy um so any like encouragement any hope any light I know that God talks about like glorified bodies and and and, and new heaven and new earth and like you know there's life 
to look forward to and heaven to look forward to. Well, like, what are your thoughts? Whew. Thank you so much, Mariela, for sharing your heart. But I could just feel the heaviness <laughs> in your voice. I could literally feel the heaviness in your voice. And so before I even attempt to answer anything, I just want to pray for you. Jesus, thank you for my sister, your daughter. Thank you for her life. While there are many challenges and several diagnoses that she's been given, you spoke her into existence. There is a purpose and plan that you have for her life. And so, God, I pray that she would be personally touched by the hope that is in Jesus Christ, that she becomes intimately aware of the hope that is in her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that that hope would far exceed any of the chronic depression that she feels and experiences on a daily basis. Let this happen for your glory, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, I am not an expert in body dysmorphia, and so I cannot speak to it clinically, nor can I speak to it uh, even with a lot of knowledge. Um, what I will say is that we do not have to act like everything is okay as believers to navigate our daily life. We can acknowledge what is hurtful, what is painful, what we don't like, how we feel, and still love Jesus. I just, this is the route I feel like going because I tire of people trying to make everything okay when sometimes it's just not. <laughs> if you s suffer with chronic depression and you suffer with body dysmorphia, I don't think there is a magic incantation that's going to make that go away. But I also don't feel like all of that has to go away for you to still have hope. And so whoever is struggling with body issues, whoever is struggling with not feeling good in their own bodies, just know you're not the only person that feels that way. And it is okay for you to feel that way as long as that feeling doesn't overwhelm you and overtake you to a point of despair and darkness. I, I can only imagine how you feel and what you experience. I am 5'9 and have the genetics of a 19-year-old. Like, so I, 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 if, if I've ever felt uncomfortable in my body, it was always because I am thin. 
and of was always historically teased as a ki- a skinny kid with with wrists that you could always put your 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 middle finger and your thumb around. Um, that's the only thing that I can relate to. I do not know what it feels like every single day to wake up and not feel good in your body, not be happy with your body. I don't know what that feels like. I do know there's hope. And our hope is in something that has nothing to do with our physical bodies. And yes, one day we will be in a glorified body and nobody will be fat, skin, tall, short. It, it won't matter anymore. But it does matter on this side. And so I don't want to put Jesus glitter on that. On that. I want to acknowledge that it does matter on this side. And some people have a more difficult time dealing with that than others. My hope and my prayer is in the prayer that I prayed that the hope far exceeds anything that feels like despair. And that's where I'll leave it. That's, that's the only place I can touch with it. So I know that's a little bit heavier, and I hope that my comments did not feel um, dismissive. Uh, but um, my heart is with you in this matter. I love you guys. It's time to go eat lunch, and then my friend is here, and I'm too excited for it, and I already gave you as many hints as I could. Okay, I love you. Bye. Press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh, yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be.